Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome to the Global Campus Podcast with Angelo Samarankir and David Lopez. We are so excited to be with you again, talking about things happening around campus, uh, listening to music, or even um, discussing some art, showing different people's different passions and how they uh, are able to exercise that. And, and uh, wherever you are on this global campus, we are excited to be with you and, and talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's been, a, been a few days and we're happy to connect again, Angela. Yeah, it has, you know, no more that pesky snow. Uh, me going outside, me is so cowboy coming out. My flip-flops on, knee-deep in snow. Yeah, that was not fun. Was Did not you fun. build a snowman? That's the question. I I built like a little pile of snow when I was shoveling <laughs> snow. Not not a snowman, but yeah, it was it was pretty festive, I, I will say. Um, not not as festive as a snowman, but I'm just glad that we didn't have any flooding. So very very much, very much yeah. so. But yeah, we're we're joined today by a very, very special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's welcome Rachel Barlow. Woo, woo, woo. Yo, yo. What's the up? one and only. Yeah. Wow, that was so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rachel Barlow. I am a super senior here at Walla Walla. Uh, I'm studying religion and I'm preoccupational therapy. Oh, I think we, uh, there was a little bit of a lag out your what's your major again religion sorry oh you're good religion and o- and pre-ot yes yeah with a graphic design minor is the lag better it is now yeah yeah i think it's going good okay. awesome For those of you that didn't know me and rachel went to the same high school um we didn't talk though because she was a lot cooler than me so <laughs> that is not that. true <laughs> so so yeah but um Rachel, uh, we're so excited to have you here. We are really, um, so you're going to be presenting us with some of your art pieces or, or what, like what's, what's happening? Give us a little insight. Well, maybe, maybe Angela, before she does that, we could just remind our audience that, that really our theme this season um, has been staying uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you know, learning as much about yourself as, as you can in that space and figuring out how to serve others in that way. And you know, I think that it, it is an uncomfortable place to be when you start digging and, and changing the, the, the routine that you're in. And, I, you know, I think Rachel's got um, such great perspective and ability to put things into word. And so, yeah, she has a unique, a unique gift. And so we're glad that you're here, Rachel, and maybe share a little bit about, about what you prepared for us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me and giving me an opportunity to share these. Uh, So I have two poems. And one of them is kind of, it's calling out the stagnation of the church in the first one. And I think that that goes pretty well with the theme of staying uncomfortable because, you know, we can get pretty comfortable in being content by just sitting on the pews instead of you know, going out there and loving people through our acts of service, which is what you guys are all about. And that's incredible. So that's the first poem. The second one is a different mood per se. It's more so about um, 
kind of the story of salvation. And I think that talking about what Jesus did for us is the gospel. And so any opportunity that I have to talk about that, I jump on it. So that's the second poem. Yeah, well, we're super excited to hear it. And uh, I don't know if you have anything else, David, but like, no, are you ready? I'm anxious. Yeah, thank you for helping share. All right, all right, I'll just jump right into it then. So here goes the first poem. Dear members of the congregation, devoted churchgoers, worship singers, annoyed parents, and hyperchildren, dear members of the church, to all those falling asleep or taking notes, the have-to-be-heres and church leaders, to the young and dumb, the old and sour, and everyone in between, this message is for you. This message is for me. In the book, there are lots of stories, stories of seasons, believing, grieving, and deceiving, stories of hope, grace, mercy, and faith, but most importantly, a story of a love that is a verb, an action, not just a word. And every time the action was not being accomplished, God would send a message through a prophet. Well, ladies and gents, there is a crisis in our church. The action of love has been dumbed down to a word. And I'm here to say that that needs to stop. This is not what we want. You may not see it, the stagnation of this congregation of believers, but believe me when I say it is evident. And I know we are all tired. And the last thing you want to hear is another person telling you what to do, especially after this year. But keep listening. This isn't a sermon. It'll only be a couple minutes. And I promise it'll be worth it. The church was not a stage for the educated to preach. It was supposed to be a community where everyone would teach. The covenantal promise was an outpouring of love to all of the nations, but it seems as though all the parties, events, seminars, and series are for the congregation. Mm -hmm. Leaders are important, please don't get me wrong, but when there is such a distinct wall between the members and the pulpit, doesn't that seem flawed? Celebrating the church community is not wicked or horrible, but that should not be the focus. As a smart professor of mine once said, Trinity is the locus. God is sending a message, or I should say resending, because it has been told and preached and proclaimed, but we are simple people with simple minds. Sometimes repetition is the only way for us to memorize the signs. Kingdom come is an action of the present not staring at the clouds, ignoring our burning world just to see a descent. We should be striving to bring heaven on earth now in how we love and being a blessing to all nations. I mean, wasn't that God's vow? Please don't get me wrong. The advent is important, but our goal shouldn't be us being part of the remnant. Kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Congregation, get up from the pews. If you heard the good gospel and don't spread it, then I don't think you heard the true good news. Pastor, if you love your title, the speaking on a stage, you are no more powerful than a lion in a cage. If you are judging your neighbor for their clothes, their attendance, their lifestyle, their woes, I will say, and I cannot stress this enough, we are not supposed to see others as our foes. We're supposed to show our love. We need to change our ways. This needs to begin today. 
If not, the return of our Savior will incredibly be delayed. Look to your friends in need and enemies alike. Make love in action again. Let us shine his light. Oh, yeah. Wow. I love this stuff. Very nice, Angelo. <laughs> that, there's a lot to unpack there. So, so was yeah. the, that last bit was love in action. Is that, is that what I heard, saw? Is that what I heard? Yeah, make love in action again. Yeah. Because I think it's an easy word for us to say. We say it all the time. But, I mean, how much does it mean if we're not showing it with what we do? Mm. Yeah. What God asked us to love our neighbors, right? And so yeah. what does that look like? Is it just... Oh, I love you. You know, or, or yeah. going over and getting the into good, them and, and supporting them. Yeah. Right. I love that. The Good love Samaritan them. just pray it away. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Just like a little bit of insight. Like, what, what was your like inspiration for this? Like, was there any like, what was your thought process as you were like creating this? Like, what, what, what went into it? So I think. I was writing it, it was during Hebrew prophets, and we were learning about prophets and how when there are crises, God would send messengers to kind of warn the people that, hey, if we don't start, you know, if you don't start changing the way you're acting, you know, bad things are going to happen. And we see in Judges that bad things happened over and over and over again, due to lack of listening to God. Hmm. And I think Um, the biggest thing that God is saying now is that we need to change, you know, how we've been acting and stop being so comfortable where we are and get uncomfortable, go out and help people. And we're like, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. It does sound nice. Yeah. And so I think I was getting frustrated with the church, not any one in specific or any church in specific, but I think the idea as a whole where, you know, we, we kind of talk the talk, but we don't Mm. follow through sometimes, you know, and I'm not trying to in any way attack. (laughs) This is, it's more so I was in a state of frustration while I was writing it. But I think that that was, I wrote it in my car. I remember I was parked out right outside the apartment and I was like violently typing on my phone (laughs) and then it kind of just morphed into this angry but filled with love poem (laughs) yeah and and i think that's it it comes from a place that we can all identify with even the che like itself it it started off with this desire that something had to be done i I know david we've talked about this so many times but the the fires right that was one of the biggest reasons why like the, the CHE was started, like there was a need out there that wasn't, there was like, I know Pajito, he always says this, there's an itch that wasn't being scratched at and, and, there, and there had to be something done. Yeah. I think, you know, bringing up that the fires reminded me of, of exactly that, you know, we were, there was money that was raised uh, from the chaplain's office and they were ready to write a check to paradise and and there was a question that came across my desk and said well what's you know who should we send it to should we send it to the church or the school and i said why are we sending money at all like let's let's uh challenge the conference to to double it and let's go down there and let's let's take some students and and have this experience and you know there was a lot of question as to well what are we going to do and how what is that going to look like and we'll figure it out 
you know, and so a lot of phone calls later and, and really pushing through. And I think that that's one thing, you know, Rachel, you, you, ex you express frustration over people not knowing how to love. And I think we stop because it's not, there's not a roadmap, you know, it's, it's not really easy to, to just pick up the Bible and understand how to relate to, to your neighbor um, in, in today. And I think that if you really understand it, 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 I, my understanding of it, how about that, is that God's just asking us to act, acting, asking us to serve others and to be present and to be observing and to be, um, you know, in his word so that we're ready to respond in, in the ways that he has shown us in, in love and respect and kindness and, 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 and so forth. And I think that that's exactly what happened with, with Paradise Fires was a lot of phone calls later, you know, yeah, we had a little bit of a plan, but it wasn't until we got boots on the ground where people were like, oh, good, you're here. And it really didn't start for another day and a half, but we came a little bit early to kind of get, oh, good, you're here. Could you watch these kids? We need to go to this meeting. We haven't been away from babysitters. You know, we haven't had any babysitters in, in, in months. And we just really need to, as parents, go away and, and, and have this opportunity to be part of this meeting about the recovery. And I was don't need to tell me what it's about. We'll watch the kids. No problem. You know, and it was that, that wouldn't have come across um, had we not been present, had not been, um, been responding to, to the needs around us. And I think that's the first, first step, you know, he says, your word is a lamp unto my feet, my path, light um, onto, to my path. And it may not be a laser um, million candlelight, showing us the very end of the path, but it's going to show us where we can go right in front, you know, the next step on the path. And it is hard, you know, not to know exactly what to do and what to say, or, or maybe we're afraid that we'll say the wrong thing, but let's, let's take that step. Let's be uncomfortable in, in what happens next. Yeah. And I, I, I think that this, this challenge that Rachel, that you've that you have is like it's not only it's it started with the church but it's not it's not only for the church it's for christian the christian world it's for all of us that call ourselves christian we we gotta you know get our butts off the pews like you said wherever we are whether it be a pew whether it be our soft cushion chairs in our homes and we got to start helping people so yeah thank you so much for that that was amazing stuff was some of your motivation rachel thinking um about purpose i mean is are you finding purpose for the church or finding purpose for yourself or maybe talk to me a little bit about about what purpose might have to do with life and love and yeah i think purpose can have a lot to do with it i think a big part is also like motivation okay. behind things as well and really looking at why you're even in this church is it to be comfortable to have someone tell you weekly that hang in there you're doing great even though you're doing nothing <laughs> mm -hmm. and like and purpose is a great word to say because I mean love as an action is that not our purpose is that not what God wants for us I think about my the most exciting thing to me in the old testament is this covenantal promise that God makes with Abraham and his descendants that you will be a blessing to all nations. And that was, you know, their goal to like spread God's love. They were the first missionaries. They were, their job was to spread God's love mm -hmm. to the surrounding nations. But, you know, we read on and we see that instead of doing that, they became like the surrounding nations. Then in fear of ever doing that again, they built laws and traditions and Jesus came and 
again was like, no, 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 you're supposed to love others. And they're like, no, we don't want anyone to get into our, break our walls and become, we are the chosen people. And he's like, no, everyone is chosen. Everyone is loved and cared for. And you need to embody that if you're going to say that you are my follower, you know? And I mean, my favorite book of the Bible is the book of James, which talks a lot about, um, you know, showing your faith through the way that you treat others, stuff like that. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. It, it, it was really evident to me when we were doing the the fire um, recovery and also the flood recovery this last year. It's just been one thing after another: flood, fire, floods, and and now COVID. And seeing the community come together and and having a purpose. And I think that's why I keep coming back to you know God's purpose for our lives and God you know, that purpose of of service. I think it just I don't know if distracts is the right word, but it gives purpose. It, it gives um, focus. It gives direction. And I think when you're when you're moving in, in a, in a direction like that, um, it, it helps take away any of the, the bickering or any of the, the small things that can, can kind of get in the way of us and our relationship with God. I think it's easy to, um, to, to have all of these, you know, when you're not busy, when you're not focused on, on a destination or purpose uh, driven life, you can easily start, bickering over the color of the carpets yeah, and small stuff yeah whatever it may be so um, i think that's one of the really cool things that i saw through all of that was just hey we're all in this together we're a community and seeing everybody sandbagging and seeing everybody making phone calls and and now with covid you know supporting these clinics there's there's more than 800 people that are registered to volunteer that would love to volunteer on on this saturday's clinic Wow. We only need a couple hundred, you know, but, but yet there's, there's a plethora of people that are registered, ready to be on, on a wait list, ready to help in any way they can from golf cart driving to welcoming, to registration, to vaccinating, you know, to whatever it may be. And it was really clear to me this last, um, this last season of, of the flood recovery, when you see all those people together, you know, this is 7,000 man hours of, of labor, of gifting to the community that was happening um, I started putting, putting those verbs together, as you, as you mentioned, you know, love service is love in action. And that's really what it was to me was, was just seeing this really cool thing of, of community being unified through service and by, by helping each other. And I think we all had that common goal, that purpose of, we need to help each other. We want this community to be whole again. I think God's called us to, to, to share his love. And so, yeah, why not? Let's, let's get uncomfortable and let's, let's figure out ways that we can do that. Let's not wait for a manual um, to, to come across our desk of exactly what we need to be doing, but yeah. let's just follow his words. Love it. Thanks for the challenge, Rachel. Yeah. Everything you're saying is so, so powerful. So true. Awesome. Well, I know you have one more poem for us. Yeah, I do. Um, this one, like I said earlier, it's all about, um, what Jesus did for us. And I like to sneak it in anytime I have an opportunity to share poetry, because this one, I wrote this when I was a teacher on Yap. I wrote it in one sitting during, during church, actually. (laughs) And 
I will like edit and re-edit. I'll come back to it and I'll change things all the time about it. But uh, the core is what Jesus has done for us. Um, so I'll just, I'll jump right into it. Today, I want to talk about salvation. I'm going to talk about the balance of pain and dictation, control over our lives, about sin, the lie that thrives. Excuse me, thrived. It's past tense because Jesus died. Picture this for me, a sunset sky, blood red with foreshadowing. Thirteen men are seated in an upper room, many unknowing of the impending doom. The scene lays out while each of them too proud to bow down and touch the dirtiest part of the body. Yet God himself knelt and cleansed the dirt and dust caked after miles of walking. The mud and smells surrounding him. Yet all he can think about is how much he loves them. He is God Almighty. The winds and waves bow and command to the power in his hands. The creator, Elohim, all things exist through him, by him, for him, because of him. And there he was, kneeling before each wretched man. A bucket and cloth lay in his mighty hands. Fast forward to Gethsemane, where Jesus begged for relief from his suffering. Not my will, but yours. He cries out, even in his darkest hour, his blood seeping from his brow, he remains devout. Did our Lord and Savior believe he would be reunited with his father? I was taught in theology that Christ didn't know if he would be. He was torn from the presence of the Trinity as the curtain was torn from the holy place. Alone in that garden, he stood abandoned, lies and spit, abuse and whips. The physical torment that brought him to his knees was nothing compared to our sins that burdened his ability to breathe. A nail, metal and sharp, pierced my savior's hands as my sin broke his heart. He hung there, tormented with every breath, suffocating in agony until along came death. Not the first one, you see, not the one we call sleep, not the death where we are separated only for a little while, snug in our coffins with a cute little smile. This was the death of all deaths, the one that would wipe a mere mortal from existence, but Jesus, neither mere nor mortal. And I don't know what happened on the other side of the fence, but in three days time, God rose victorious, conquering death, overcoming the enemy's fortress. Our savior overcame being slain, showing majesty not only over life, but now over death and upholding the covenantal promise. And someday when I stand cloaked in his righteousness, I'll ask my God if I could look in the book of life and with a smile over my loving Messiah's face, as he opens the book, I fall to my knees for he has taken my place. There was only one name I saw in that book, one name that brought me life and forgiveness, who brought mercy for the merciless, gave grace to the graceless and purpose to the nameless. The name who gave peace to all the brokenness and calm to my chaos. A name that stands so high above all of us, yet who knelt to wash our feet. His name is Jesus, and Satan stands forever in defeat. Our God is victorious, and he forever will be. Amen. 
Rachel, you're just dropping bombs out here. I think <laughs> like it's, I think it's an awesome like thought process where we go to um, just even that the poem that you had recited earlier or that spoken word you had said earlier, that frustration with us not doing enough, but then we go straight into that example of like God, Jesus did so much for us. And he, and we, we have that, that kind of, that mold that we want to fit into that everything, like the smallest thing that he did uh, can just achieve so much. And if we can just do a tiny bit of that. And like, like we said, like it has been a theme throughout our whole conversation is that staying uncomfortable and, and doing something more. It's just, I, I love the progression and, and it was just amazing. Thank you. That means so much. I think this would take me years to like, do half of what you're doing so i'm just in awe <laughs> you have this talent that's so cool thank you wow it so, tell us how people can can follow you and and just learn for i feel like you're just someone that that people need to to know about and need to need to just have in their lives to be able to continually inspire them wow that is one of the nicest things a, I've ever heard. Instagram? Do you have like a, 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 a website? Are you, you blogging have... or yeah? How do you, how yeah. do you, what's your outlet? So I don't have social media. Okay. I think the best way is people just need to find me. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm working on a website, but the thing is it's solely for class. As soon as the class is over, I don't think I'm going to pay to keep it up and running. So I'm not going to drop that. Um, I'm happy to give like an email or a phone number. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I, I wish I had social media for people to follow, but I decided that it wasn't healthy for me anymore. And so I Smart. deleted all of them. Smart. Well, you know, maybe we could be that conduit for you for until, you know, you you come up with another way, but uh, be happy to, to post and, and keep people in, connected because uh yeah that is inspiring stuff thank you for sharing yeah again that was very two very amazing poems i know that you have a lot more stored for our future episodes with you that uh, mm -hmm. we will i'm just you know giving a little sneak peek preview for so stay <laughs> tuned um everybody uh this is more of rachel barlow to come <laughs> I love that. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Global Campus podcast. I know that me and David both have benefited a lot from our discussions with with you guys, with uh, listeners and, and people that are um, within the Walla Walla community um, doing super awesome stuff. Yeah, I want to make a shout out real quick for this weekend. Uh, we're partnering with Asma Global and CHE to provide a booth of celebration at the COVID clinics. And so um, it, it is a nervous uh, energy, the first dose. As you're coming in for the first time, you're not really sure what to expect. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people just um, still anxious about what this vaccine is and what it's all about. And, you know, there was, um, it, well, as you know, there's, there's been all sorts of you know, talks about, well, is there a microchip in this thing? Is there all sorts of, you know, just uh, bogus uh, stuff that's going around? But anyhow, the 
the really cool thing is we have this opportunity for students, faculty, staff alike that would like to participate in a celebration booth. And there's 15 minutes of observation that happens after you get your injection, just because they want to make sure you don't have any uh, swelling or any reaction. And so after you get this vaccination, you, you sit in this, in this table or this chair, excuse me, and you, you look at a wall is what it has been. And so we said, this is 15 minutes of prime time. What can we do? And so we've been passing out the projects and hope cards and getting uh, guests that come through to, to fill out these thank you cards for the volunteers that are there during the clinic. We're, we have this cutout that Emma uh, Tucker-Rude made that, that says proudly vaccinated that uh, they hold up over their face and we take pictures of them with uh, Polaroid cameras or with their own cameras just to kind of document this moment. And you would be just amazed, I think, at the emotion that is available, the, the interest there is to connect and talk. Uh, people have been cooped up for a little bit, and this is the first time they're really surrounding themselves with others and, and doing this in a moment, like you're sharing this moment that's very personal. So free invitation, if anybody would like to join. Um, just today, we found out uh, that we were, um, not found out, but we were, were able to um, confirm, if you will, that you can also receive the vaccine as a 1A emergency worker volunteer. And so if you come down and help us with the booth and uh, kind of commit to a couple hours of, of volunteering, we can get you hooked up with, with the COVID vaccine, which is just a really cool thank you that we, we can kind of pass on that way. So of course, we'd love to have you come back uh, two or three or four more times after that, but that's up to you guys. And I think, I think once you have that experience, you'll want to as well. Yeah. Well, obviously guys take advantage of that resource, you know, do our part to stay uncomfortable and uh, let's create a better community. Yeah, take check it out on Instagram uh, and make sure that you um, that you let us know if you if you'd like to like to participate. So, as usual, this is Angela and this is David, the Global Campus Podcast, encouraging you to stay connected and uncomfortable.